next and last stop is Atlantic Avenue Barclays Center. Stand clear of the closing doors, please. lot of Nets podcasts. I mean, Oof. the only Net fans you know, the only what, the only Nets fans you know, at least they've got some self-aware. I mean, come on, Look man. Where are these guys? Welcome back to the only Net fans you know podcast. I'm Peter. I'm joined by my friend and fellow Nets confidant, as always, Charlie. Peter, another week, another Nets game, a couple of Nets games, actually. Ready to, uh, ready to just rock and roll. Pick and roll, rock and roll. Pick and roll. Yeah, we got a lot to discuss. A lot going on in Nets world. Let's just jump straight into it. What's the working title? Working title is called Benny and the Nets. Little reference to Elton John. Little reference to the old New York Jets reference since the, our New York Jets have been playing well. Um... They used to say Vinny Sestaverde was Vinny and the Jets, but now it's Benny and the Nets, like Ben Simmons. No? I gotcha. So uh, we actually went to the first preseason game, thanks to you. I that we did. Thanks, thanks to your hookup. Unfortunately, it wasn't a great time. It was a good time. It's just the Nets didn't have a great time. Uh, they lost 127-98 to to the Philadelphia 76ers. James Harden did not play. Joel Embiid did not play. This was the Big Three's first game ever on the court together in a professional basketball game. So basically did not go, you know, more or less how we thought it would go. But, you know, we saw some nice, you know, saw some nice little flashes that what it could be. But for the most part, it was a major letdown. Kyrie, KD, and all Ben all paid in 19 minutes. Um, KD led the way with 13 points, 4 rebounds, 4 assists. Kyrie with 9 points, 4 rebounds, and 4 assists. And Ben, 6 points, 4 rebounds, and 5 assists. Ben, you know, it looks like he was showing a little bit, a little bit of rust. Everyone's watched this game. They want to see how Ben Simmons looks. We know what we're going to get from Kyrie. We know what we're going to get from KD. Don't know what we're going to get from Ben. So this was kind of our first real taste of what he could bring to the basketball court. And first game in the preseason, and I don't expect much. He only took a handful of shots, but he had a couple of nice fast breaks, a nice steal. And there's a lot, of, lot, to, be, lot to be left desired from that game. But again, it's only the first preseason game. What did really irk me was that the same problems happened in the first game. Re- Nets were got out rebounded just like last year. Bunch of sloppy turnovers. Um, just I don't know the, the system, both offensively and defensively, just seemed out of whack. It's just things I know it's like everyone's need time to work, but I don't know. Just guys didn't seem to mesh well with each other. It looked like a team that hadn't played together. A lot of you know continuity was missing. It looked like they were still working out some kinks, and it was just, uh, uh, you were very nice about this game, because this was a total fucking meltdown. It's the first preseason game. 
I, I know. KD did not look happy. I thought the starting lineup was interesting. They had Joe Harris in there. Then Clax, of course, in the big three. I guess that was the help of the, the spacing. But uh, a lot to be desired. They got bitched on the inside. They got killed on the inside. They gave up 56 rebounds. It looks like they're missing a center. At least that game looked like they're missing a center. Looks like they're missing a backup point guard. There was a couple of bright spots. There's a couple of bright spots. Sumner played well. Clax, when he was in, played well. Royce played well. Clax looks like he's definitely grown up. Clax is playing real well. Real well. I like I like what I see from him, man. Definitely looks like he took a step up in this game. He's aggressive. He's playing very aggressive. I like to see that. Uh, Maxi just killed us. Maxi put up 20 points. Kirk Moss put up 15 points. Uh, <laughs> it was just, it was just, it was, it was bad all around. Kest looked lost. Cam looked lost. Joe looked bad, like he still hurt. When is it? Um, honest question. When is it time to get Kirk Moss on the list of European guys that killed the Nets? He's already there. He's already there. He, he's like he's already on the list. He's just if if he went to the club at the list and the bouncer says, "Hey, have you guys have you torched the nets in the most random fashion?" Would would you open the velvet rope for him? Oh, absolutely. He's he's in there. He's he's part of the list of net killers for sure. Uh, you see, at the top of the, at the like literally in his own like VIP bottle service, you have fucking Ersan Ilyasova. Listen, we don't talk about guys like that. <laughs> Those guys give me fucking headaches. Fucking Nikola Vucevic in there, too. Just, uh, I don't know. Anything else you want to talk about, uh, about the first preseason game? Yuta Royce, they played well, but that was about it. Not, not a lot to write home about. Oh, I do want to ask you a question. What was your first impression of the new court in person? Oh, with the, the 10-year anniversary logo on it? Yeah, what, what do you think about that? I hate it. My assessment. I, I, I hate it. My assessment is that it's I. Oh, and uh, I, how could I forget this? Hulu was filming at halftime. Oh yeah. I forgot about that. That was that was very interesting to be part of that. Oh, we're gonna be famous. Bro. We're gonna be our TV stars now. Yeah, if you guys don't know, Hulu is filming a series based on Josiah. And they had like an on-court scene of like a net game winner against Philly. And, you know, they were telling the fans to celebrate as if it was a real game. It was kind of cool to see that in front of, you know, in front of you in like real life. Yeah, it's really, it's pretty, it was pretty funny. It was making a lot, we were making a lot of funny jokes about it. Um, it's, it's, yeah, overall first game. Um, not expecting much, not that disappointed. Just kind of want to. Wanted to see the rust get worked out, so didn't really happen. Going into the next game, now did it? No, uh, preseason game two, we were expecting to see some sort of fire, maybe. Even though it's the preseason, at least some, I don't know, some type of up from the first game. We wound up getting clamped one hundred nine to eighty to the Heat. Uh, they just got mismatched, outclassed. He had a 30-point lead at one point. There was no Kyrie. You know, he just had a baby. And Joe, of course, 
is uh, still recovering, still hurt. He had some soreness in his ankle, so he didn't play. So we were two big-time shooters down, and it showed. 17% from three, 39% from the field, 26 turnovers, and the same problems. Honestly, man, this is – I. Stats aside, I could go down the list of stats from this game. I really need an honest answer from you. How how worried are you about Joe Harris's injury right now? Very much so. Why? Very much so. Why? These game plays they show you how much how much they need him. Well, are you worried from the standpoint why you don't think he fully recovered, or are you worried from the standpoint I'm like, wow, if this guy is not the hundred percent. And he's a shell of him former self. We're kind of fucked. I don't know. I really, we got to see. We got to let him heal up a little bit. Maybe this is just, you know, precautionary. I really, I really don't know. I, there was a, there was optimism that Joe Harris will be around for the season opener. And this is just typical soreness that comes with ankle reconstructive surgery after putting a lot of stress and pressure on it and doing basketball maneuvers that you haven't done in months. So. We'll see. Let's hope. Let's go with that. Back in the game, we got absolutely fucking murdered in points in the paint. Guess what? 56 to 42. That's unacceptable. Honestly, man. Pete, what do you fucking expect? What do you expect? I told you this would happen. We don't have a pure center. The numbers for the big two out of three. KD wound up playing 26 minutes, 22 points. Ben Simmons was the real story of the game, though. 25 minutes, 4 points, 10 rebounds, 4 assists. But the heartbreaking number, the sickening fucking number, 6 turnovers. 6 turnovers and only 4 points. But the worst part was, he looked completely lost. He looked like he didn't want the ball in his hands. He was not aggressive at all, trying to make too many passes. Trying to set everybody up. It looked like he didn't want to score at all. A little scary. I'm not gonna lie. It's Pete. Funny as Pete. We were coming up with episode title names, and I'm like, you you named up the name Jacqueline Hyde, and I'm like, I wonder who that's. I wonder who that's aimed at right now. Could be a lot of Nets players, but I feel like you were kind of directing at Ben Simmons. I was because this game he definitely uh, showed his ugly side. It looked he it looked like he was scared, like to get layups. It looks like he was just trying to pass the ball off just to pass it off. He didn't look like the Ben Simmons that we, we were used to seeing when he was in Philadelphia. And, you know, I was I'm, after this game, I was a little concerned. I'm not going to lie. The media is going to be on his ass. ESPN was killing him. I know, man. I know. Well, this, he's going to be under a microscope all year. You know that. We, don't, we both know that, man. He's going to be overanalyzed everything he does, especially by us. Of course. Net fans are cynical. So we're the worst, honestly. We gotta we gotta be some of the worst. Bam put up fifteen points. Larry put up fifteen points. Kane actually had a double double. Fifteen points, eleven rebounds. Uh it was bad. Patty, no points. Clax had two rebounds this entire game. Not a lot of bright spots. Well, Mark, I, I do. I think Markeith Morris um, might actually be someone of essence for us. I do think um, he just provides a veteran 
don't know, a veteran forward and slash center presence that we could rely on to put up a solid like ten points a night and shoot pretty well. I mean, this I think this game he shot like what five or seven, so something to look at going forward. How efficient he's going to be for us coming off the bench. Um, Cam, Cam I, I'm I'm really kind of excited about Cam this year. So he had a good game with thirteen points, but. Ben Simmons is really the focus in the preseason for me. But, you know, there was a talk of the Nets being soft, right? That game for Ben Simmons, kind of, I felt like it almost kind of added to it. It was not a good time for the Nets to be called out for their quote-unquote softness. Just, just not good. Just not good. Well, there's always another day. It's just the preseason. So moving on, every year the Nets – have, I guess, a practice in the park in downtown Brooklyn by Brooklyn Bridge Park off one of the piers where all the courts are. And Pete just so happens, I couldn't make it, um, but Pete so happens to snag some tickets last minute and he got a chance to go. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I went solo to practice in the park because he couldn't make it. Charlie bailed on me. I've been going to a couple of the Nets open practices before they had it in the park used to have it at the Barclays Center. So I've been to a couple. This one was definitely different than the others. 8,000 people for a team that has no fans, for a, a team that we're the only Net fans you know. 8, I see what you did there. That's a lot. That's the full capacity of that park. Crazy. Did you see any pictures from it? I saw a few. Ones you sent me with Kerry Kittles was awesome. Love yeah, I that. Kerry Kittles, that was awesome. I like the jersey wall. Yeah, they had photo ops, giveaways. That was really good. Uh, I kind of like feel bad for the Nets. It's kind of like a lose-lose situation. This was a free event, right? A lot of people are killing the Nets because of the stuff that maybe wasn't fully you know, thought through. If you're having 8,000 people, only four food trucks, people waited for an hour to get half of a Philly cheesesteak and fries. I waited half an hour for two tacos. It was very bunched up. Some areas, the season ticket holder area, obviously season ticket holders should have an advantage for stuff like this, but it was kind of empty on their side. And the general mission side, it looked like a bum rush was about to happen. People were standing on top of each other. I stood up on a bench off to the side for an hour and a half to make sure I had a spot that I could just, you know, get a good look at Katie and, and the guys. You know, that, not great. I left a little early. Players were, I think, half an hour late, and they only stood for 45 minutes. If you're waiting three hours to see them and they only stay for 45 minutes, you know, it's a free event, so it's hard for me to complain. But there's just little things that they could work on for next year. Overall, this experience, no other team does anything like this. Well, Pete, I have to bring something to your attention that, you know, it's Halloween, right? And it, it happened at practice at the park, and it's Halloween time, and anything that happens that's horrifying or scary or just sends shivers down your spine. There's something that happened at practice at the park Really, honestly, Pete, I, I've seen a lot of scary things in my life. A lot. I've seen a lot of horror movies. I've watched The Exorcist. Nothing could prepare me for what I saw at practice in the park. 
It utterly bewildered, shocked, appalled, grossed me out, freaked me out. It was one of the worst experiences I ever witnessed, honestly. A, a Knicks fan? That was sec only a, a worse than a worse than a Knicks fan. It was terrible. It was like he don't even want to talk about it. It was just ugh. That that thing was Ben Simmons' jump shot. Oh, you're so fucking dramatic. He, there was goblins there. There was ghouls there. There was the ghost of Darren Williams' ankles was there. Um, and nothing could prepare me for that. That that really really shook me to my core. You you and ESPN had a had a bowl with that apparently. I think it's kind of getting too much, uh, too much notoriety. I really do. Well, well, like what I was saying before, man, everything is hyper-scrutinized, so something like that is going to be hugely blown out of proportion. What I think is maybe not getting enough attention for the one cheers for Kyrie. Obviously, the loudest by far, I thought, the loudest cheering was for Kyrie. And two, the booing of Nash. There's kids there. His kids were there wearing KD jerseys, by the way. I thought that was interesting. And man, I can't imagine he was happy hearing those boos. These guys are professionals, Pete. I mean, they don't care. They hear it every day. They know. They're not, they're not unaware of what goes on and how fans feel about them. That's a, that's a good point. I think Nash knows he's a little bit on a, on a hot seat, no? I'm sure he does, but at the same time, I'm sure. I, judging by, uh, I don't know. I don't know, man. I, it's tough to say because I know these guys have to be paying attention to it, but at the same time, I don't think it affects them because I feel like it's a job for them. It's like imagine going into work and then like you're hearing rumors about being like fired, but you're not actually going to get fired, which is like it's kind of like the same. Imagine just going to like your. Imagine just going to like your normal nine to five job and having that kind of pressure on you every day. Yeah, well, what are you gonna your, do? Your coworkers just cause a mutiny and decide they don't want to work with you anymore. Tough shit. It's in the NBA. I know. True. If he's gotta go, he's gotta go. If he just Ivan Drago'd him, if he dies, he dies. Whatever it takes for the Nets to win, but I think after the third preseason game, I think he's gonna be uh, a little. The hot seat's gonna be cooled down a little bit. Mid-season, if Nash has got to go, there's only one person that could turn this team around. That's PJ Carlesimo. Stupid. All right, let's get to the. Let's it's get not to the stupid, surgery. bro. He did a fantastic job after Avery Johnson got fired. He did. He definitely did. You know, Avery, Jan uh, Avery Johnson, he battled, you know? And PJ Carlissimo just stepped in and he just took over. And uh, yeah, yeah, I thought he had a good run with us. I wanted them to come back the next year, but Jason Kidd got the job. And the rest is history, as we know. Down memory lane. All right, preseason game three. Funny Jason Kidd, who left us, went to the... Milwaukee Bucks. Bucks. 
to the Milwaukee Bucks. The Nets won 107-97 in Milwaukee. Milwaukee was actually playing for keeps this game. Their starters went almost a full game. They're 0-4 coming into this game in the preseason. They wanted this game. So you can't tell me that this was a regular preseason game. There was a lot of energy from both teams. And the Nets were Nets were hungry. Nets were I I can't stress this enough. The Nets were getting the 50-50 balls. Ben was playing out of his mind. The team looked extremely athletic running, and there was a flow to the offense. Um I just just basically I didn't get a watch chance to watch the full game, but watching the highlights, basically, um I saw a lot of ball movement. That stood out to me right away. Again, there were probably highlights, but the ball moved so fluidly, it looked like, that it looks like a, a, like an assemblance of an offense, Pete. It might be crazy. It looks like there might actually be more plays than just ISOs. As discombobulated as preseason game was, preseason game one was, preseason game three had everything else that you could ask for with this team. Just, I don't want to say they completely dominated. They rebounded well. They had 32 assists. They only had 14 turnovers after, you know, just tossing the ball away the first two games. Really, something that I saw with the Nets, that we saw with the Nets that we have not seen in a long time, fast break points. They scored 23 fast break points. This team is definitely different than the one we had last year on defense. 17 steals, eight blocks. Ben just getting a rebound, tossing it up. The guy looks like a different different man than the guy who played against Philadelphia a week ago. Just, I don't know what to say, man. He was just like a conductor, just leading the way. I loved it. He's looking way more comfortable for sure, 100%. The guy in, this, in that game, looks like he knew where to go with the ball every time. Last couple of games, he was a little lethargic with it. Kind of 50-50 on making plays. Didn't didn't make split decisions. Today, damn, knew exactly what he was going to do, bit, did it, and pulled it off. A lot of nice alley-hoops. I also noticed they're running a lot of transition screens with Claxon. A lot. I don't know why. I mean, it's it working, it's working, but it's leaving a lot of three-pointers open. That play with Kyrie, where Claxon sets the screen up top, and Durant just throws it over the screener, which is who Claxton's screening, Kyrie hits an open three. It's not beautifully drawn up play. Um, I don't know if you saw this, Pete, but I, uh, I, I, think the, I think Giannis might be a fucking dirty player. I think this motherfucker no. might be dirty. Really? Why? Man, he, that motherfucker tried to take Kyrie out again. Now, I don't know. I, it wasn't as bad as the one where he actually took Kyrie out. But, man, the guy plays so recklessly around Kyrie. Well, he just, if you guys didn't see it, which I'm sure you guys did, he dove at Kyrie's ankles to try and trying to get a ball. If I'm Kyrie, man, I was, I'd want to kick him in the face. Hmm. Like, it is a preseason game. Both teams were playing hard. But, man, imagine if Kyrie got taken out and got hurt. That would have been a total disaster. Very suspicious, if you ask me. Extremely. So, uh, for the big three, they played most of the game. KD had 31 minutes, 19 points, 8 assists. Great 
Great, great job by KD. Hit a couple threes. Kyrie coming back. 33 minutes, 23 points. Not his best shooting night, but he did have sneaky seven rebounds, four assists, and of course, Ben. His stat line, seven, eight, ten, seven points, eight rebounds, ten assists. The points and the rebounds may not sound like a lot, but I was shocked he only had seven points because it really felt like he was pushing the offense. Like he was really dropping dimes out of nowhere. The MVP of tonight's game, I think, was Nick Claxton, though. Black's played well. He's played really well this preseason. I think he's my MVP so far of the preseason. What did he do? Tonight, he he put up 16 points tonight and nine rebounds. It just hustled, man. The screens, the hustle. Um, That fucking reverse layup he made, that was so pretty. I mean, for a big guy to make that move, that was a super athletic move for a guy his size. I definitely feel like Clax is making a big jump right now. And he was just flying all over the court today. But I think my MVP's got to be Ben. Because the ceiling of this team just jumped up. Him playing defense, him passing the ball, him trying to get a steal in the backcourt. Just playing hustle, making the right reads, making the right passes. And he made it look extremely simple, extremely easy. He's got to be my MVP right now. Anyway, uh, over the Bucks stats. Well, I don't want to talk about those fucking assholes, but Greek, the Greek freak, I mean, he's always fucking kills us. 24 points and 14 rebounds. Drew Holiday had 20 points. So these guys are always going to just torch us. And these guys are always going to get theirs. And that's going to be it. You just got to limit the damage from Giannis, basically. All right, Charlie, let's get to the wrap-up. Our first set of news. Sean Devaney of Heavy.com has reported executives have listed Kyle Kuzma and Mo Bamba to the Nets as possible acquisitions. What do you think? Honestly, I'm surprised you didn't already insert the song Mo Bamba into the podcast, by the way. But I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't Kuzma would intrigue me because of his shooting, and Bamba would intrigue me because of his size. But other than that, these guys are... I don't think they really move the needle. I think Mo Bamba, who shot 38% from three last year, would help us a lot. But who do you give up? I guess it would be Cam and somebody else. You might have to give up Seth Curry. Would you do that move? No. No, absolutely not. Even though he's hurt? I think he'll be back. I think he'll be back by the time the season starts. I really do. I think I think there's a chance he might not come back by the till the end of November also. So they're confident that him and Harris will be there for the opener though. That's what everyone around the team is saying. But these guys are also fucking liars. They always tell us one thing and they actually it's actually something completely different. We all know this. Interestingly with Kyle Kuzma, he was part of the possible Dinwiddie trade. When we were trading him to Washington, that was a name that we were looking and taking back. We decided against it for cash reasons with the tax and the cap. And it looks like that might have been a big mistake because he played very well last year. 17 points, 8 rebounds, shot 34% from three. He was able to really take a leader, a more of a pronounced role, though, there than he was with Lakers. So maybe that's where you see that 
more of an offensive influx coming from because just the sheer volume of what she's taking shots, you know. In other news, Mark Stein has reported that the Nets are hiring former Hornets and Pistons GM Jeff Bauer into a scouting role. Uh, his last job was with actually with the Suns in 2020-21. You know, there's uh, not much to really add over here. Whenever you could add someone who's a veteran, especially a former GM, it doesn't hurt to add that to your scouting. It doesn't hurt to add that to your executives. Just going to let sleeping dogs lie with that general manager thing. I had no opinion on that. I have no idea what this guy brings to the table. All right, guys, we're going to wrap it up over here. Follow us on Twitter for more Nets content and live game tweeting. That's going to be at Only Nets Fans Pod. Follow us on Twitter, Only Nets Fans Pod. You can check us out on the Instagram at the Only Nets Fans, you know. Have a great day. Have a great commute. Enjoy the swim. And let's fucking go. Can't the season start just yet? I mean, can it just start already? I'm fucking tired of this preseason bullshit.